Warning, this episode is about injuries, including bikes, skates, and toboggans. Welcome to Family Vortex. Hello and welcome to another episode of Family Vortex. Of course, you have your wonderful host, Mars, and my wonderful sister, Sars, here with me. Hello. And this week, we are still talking about divorce issues, except it will be how our parents dealt with each other when it came to accidents and injuries. If you are someone who is kind of iffy, doesn't make you feel very comfortable when it comes to injuries such as breaking bones or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe cuts, things like that, this is a warning for you. We will be discussing those things in this episode today because we had quite a few injuries growing up. Nothing crazy, nothing (laughs) fatal. Yes, obviously we're here. But... (laughs) We we definitely had accidents. We were kids and we were rambunctious and we had single parents. So you can only imagine the kind of trouble that we all got into over the years. So SARS, I'm asking you now, what story do you have to share with us today? Well, I guess the, well, I have two stories that come to mind. And so you can tell me which one you want to hear first. So I have one about Michael that is from uh, before the divorce, I believe. But it's just an interesting interaction that I remember. Or I have one about myself, which I'm sure you can remember. A little bit of a pool accident. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so which one would you like me to start with? Well, let's start with Michael. I am intrigued. I want to hear what the story is. I'm sure you kind of remember this, but you would have been quite young because he was also very young. I can't remember how old he was, but I used to be part of, I used to do skating lessons um, when I was younger. And oftentimes dad would drive me to my lesson and sometimes he had one of you with him. And the lessons were probably not quite an hour long after I got all laced up and onto the the ice. Mm -hmm. So I think it didn't make any sense for dad to drive all the way back home. Well, of course not. Between the lesson, like you may as well just stay and watch it. Yeah. Here they are. They're there. And the bleachers there in that arena were all cement benches. So the whole entire thing was just one huge slab of cement, basically. Oh, my gosh. And the benches were raised off of kind of like this cement staircase thing. But uh, they were also made of like a cement mold of some sort. Interesting. And here is Michael just playing, you know, running around, Mm -hmm. maybe by himself or with another kid. I can't remember. I just know that I was on the ice. And then all of a sudden I heard this huge kerfuffle And we just went on with our skating course and our instructor was just like, okay, pay attention to me. Let's do this now. But what I didn't know was that Michael had climbed up on top of one of the benches. Oh my gosh. And fallen off and cracked open his head. What? And he was bleeding so much. My dad, and at the time he was still uh, in 
some sort of diaper. And so at the time, my dad had a clean diaper in a like a bag that he had brought with him mm. and attached that to Michael's head. <gasps> and they went off to the emergency room right away because he had cracked open his head. And thankfully, I mean, we lived in a small town, so half the skating troupe was like All our neighbors. And, yeah. So one of our, one of my good friends from elementary school, their dad just drove me home was like, of course I'll drive her home. Yes. You go deal with this. So, uh, dad had to go <laughs> and deal with, uh, Michael getting stitches. But the, the funny part of it is that I remember getting home mom's reaction and she didn't know. Well, no, she did know, I think. Like, I think dad called her probably from somewhere. Yeah. Either the hospital or... The skating rink, maybe? The skating rink, who knows, or someone called her, whatever the case may be. But of course, I mean, she has other kids at home and she can't drive, so it's not like she could have gone to it. Yes. But I... I have this distinct memory of her like either saying to dad, because otherwise, how would I feel this? But saying to him, like, how could you not be watching him? (laughs) You know, like one of those moments, like, how could you let this happen? And Michael didn't seem phased by the fact that he had to get stitches. Actually, it might have been kind of cool. We thought it was kind of cool. I think all of us were like, whoa, let us see your stitches. Whoa. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> that, that I just I remember now that you said that, that I'm remembering. <laughs> yeah. Well, because we had never seen anything like that before. Yeah. Um, that time. Mm-hmm. And it, I think the moment sticks out in my head because it's my first memory of me thinking that our our mother may have thought that her dad was a little bit incompetent in a situation. Oh jeez. <laughs> I mean I mean I'm not saying that's the truth. I'm just saying it's like it's my first my first memory of them not getting along in a way that I wasn't used to. Mm-hmm. And it probably sticks out. Like there were probably other moments like it where they both said something to each other like why weren't you doing this or why weren't you doing that leading up to their divorce. But yeah. this moment sticks out because this big thing happened to our brother where it involves stitches. So mm-hmm. that's kind oh. of oh my like goodness, my Michael. first memory of them. That's so funny. Oh, it's just making me think of this story was one that um, I wasn't really planning on telling, but it's only because I don't really remember a lot of what um, had happened. Mm-hmm. So when our parents had first divorced, our father brought us up to the cottage. Our grandparents own a cottage and he had decided to bring us up for the weekend or maybe it was a week. I don't think it was a long time though, now that I think about it. But we were on the dock and we were fishing. I just remember grandpa casting off the dock. I remember he swung the reel back and then threw it and I saw it all unravel into the air and cast very far into the lake. I'm like, oh yeah, I could definitely do this. But with the fishing rods that we had, it was just a piece of string at the end of a stick because we were children and didn't know how to cast a proper fishing line. Yeah, I remember this story. (laughs) I swing back my fishing rod and what happens? The hook gets stuck in the back of my leg. Yeah. And I think about it now and I start to wince because I can't even imagine the pain. But at the time, like I'm I'm more than positive I cried. Oh yeah. And and that I was panicking. We all panicking. Yeah. And it almost seems as if it's a dream, but I know that it happened. Yes. But I was young. It definitely I was maybe happened. maybe four, just before mm-hmm. I was turning five kind of deal. Yep. 
And I don't remember how they got it out. I just remember there was like, it was like Carefully. a team around the back of my leg. Yes. Dad, grandpa, grandma. I think one of our uncles was there. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember how they got it out. I just very carefully, very, very carefully. Do you remember? Yeah. Well, just because you know how fo- like fish hooks are made. They're made so that they do not come back out. Yes. Like yes. they're made to hook. <laughs> and yes. so they were, and you did a pretty good job at getting in there. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I think because you pulled. <laughs> Anyways, oh. that's, we don't need our audience to be wincing any more <laughs> than they probably are at this moment. But we did warn you. They just had to be so careful. And I think they just very slowly had to maneuver it in a way that you would not be further damaged. Yeah. Injured <laughs> from I, it. I, I, it's funny because uh, it's as if it's like this big dream imagery. Cause I mm. just see grandpa casting off and me imagining myself being just as skillful and swinging it back and almost hearing dad being like, be careful. And then it just happening all in one instant. Yeah. And I can only imagine him being like, oh, why was she so impulsive? And why did she do this? And why is this happening to me? <laughs> oh, yeah. And and the relief that I had afterwards. I know I went up with grandma. She might have given me a treat or something mm-hmm. and calmed me down. And then everything seemed to be fine. And and I had to be careful of how I cleaned it or, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But man, that story. And it's funny because I I remembered it. It's almost like I remembered it so freshly in my younger years. But as I got older, I forgot that it happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and I have no idea how what mom thought. There's no recollection of that memory for me. I have no idea. I don't remember either what she thought when we got home. I'm sure she was upset, but somewhat relieved that everything was okay. And yeah. and she probably knew that I was impulsive and didn't really listen because there was many times that I, I did things like that. Mm. So Plus, I mean, you probably just had a little pinprick in the end. Yeah. Let's just say that. <laughs> you know, so you probably Let's didn't hope. have that big of a an injury in the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was just like oh. a very traumatic experience. I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to remember all the moments when both of our parents reacted when we were young yeah but that definitely was a big moment in our lives when you did that and well, I who gets a forget. fish hook stuck in themselves like who's that <laughs> nobody who does this yeah. but we tend oh. we do things that like we are injured in the most the weirdest ways. ways like our brother falls off like a bleacher i mean how often can someone say that they had stitches from falling off a bleacher you know, where you have a fish hook, you know, basically my next story is I injured myself in a pool. Like water is pillowy. How do you injure yourself? And, well, I mean, because I didn't injure myself in the water. Well, in the water. Yes. You did. But, but... Yes. But I guess I can go ahead and yes, tell, tell us. this story because I may as well. We went to a friend's place to swim. Someone who we had actually not really met before, but was friends with our father and it's kind of like a barbecue party, like atmosphere. Right, right. And they had this big rectangular pool that was above ground, but it, and it had like a deck around it, oddly. Yeah. But yeah. it looked like it should be an in-ground pool, didn't it? It did. Yeah, yeah it really it, did. It, anyways, it was just this giant rectangular pool. Is aesthetically with a big pleasing. Deck around it, but from the ground, it looked kind of bizarre and supported on stilts. 
Mm-hmm. But it, I always thought that it should have been an in-ground pool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we go and we're all swimming and we're there with our father's second marriage, that family. The first And our step-siblings. Yeah. yeah. And we are swimming, blah, blah, blah. And I think we are doing tricks probably. We're like, we're dolphins. We're, you know, I was probably like 11 or 12 years old. I think it was your idea to do the tricks. Probably. I mean, or with, or with sounds their like daughter, me. like you and her were doing them and me and our stepsister were trying to do them with you. But I remember being very hesitant. Like I was out of the pool and I was scared. So. <clears throat> yeah. Well, anyways, so I got this bright idea that we should see or someone said we should see how many flips I can do in the pool without coming up for air. So, you know, when you just you're standing on the bottom of the pool and you just push off and do these front flips, you know, over row. and over again as many as you yeah. can. So we had done a couple of competitions, like two or three flips in a row, whatever. And I was getting, you know, quite good at it. And this one time I was just flipping and flipping and I don't even know how many times I did this. And then all of a sudden I went to flip and my head collided with the side of the pool where it had this huge cement deck around it. And that was it. I (laughs) could not continue my flip, obviously, and got up pretty dazed. I actually don't even know if I fell back in the water for a second or not. I think you might have been, like, because just remembering how I saw it, when you hit your head, the pool was full of blood around you. Like, it happened in an instant that you cut your forehead yeah. And you had this like big gash there. Uh-huh. And I think you got up and it was like maybe going down your face and there was immediate panic. Like yeah. our stepsister went running. I was like, oh my God. And yeah. all the parents were like, oh my gosh, get her out of the pool, get her out of the pool. Mm-hmm. And you were like heaved out of the pool and like dealt with however. Mm-hmm. Well, what's funny about that situation for me is that, you know, when you watch movies and people hit their heads or get stunned or get shot or something happens in a movie that's traumatic like that and their hearing kind of goes, like there's an explosion and their hearing kind of goes a little bit. Uh-huh. It gets distorted in the movie. Uh-huh. I never actually thought that was a real thing until I had this experience where I hit my head so hard and when I came up, I didn't even notice, like I might have been bleeding at that point, but I didn't even notice And I remember opening my eyes and being like, oh, man, my head really like not hurts from like cutting open my forehead. But there's something wrong here. Yeah. yeah, Like just from like if you bumped your head on on a cabinet door type of feeling, you know, well, harder than that. But I remember I knew something was wrong when I opened my eyes and I could tell that you guys were screaming and I couldn't hear you. Oh, wow. And then slowly my hearing came back. And mm-hmm. I, like, realized what was happening. Like, I think the blood, like, I started noticing it, you know. Uh. And I just remember dad pulling me out and this poor woman whose house we were at, she was, like, trying to get me towels. And the only towels she had were white. Uh-huh. And, you know, we had to go to the hospital. And, and I ended up not having stitches, but they glued, you know, the, you know, your, thing, my forehead yeah, shut. Cut. Then I ended up going home to mom and I ended up having a black eye for a few days and I didn't go to school for a couple of days Mm -hmm. uh, just because of concussion worries and other things. Um, (laughs) But I remember mom being so like just upset about it. I like I won't say that she was actually like upset with dad or with us, but I just remember her being like, how can this happen? 
your face is scarred for life now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, type of deal. And, yeah. and I think a little bit, I mean, dad just took me so fast to the hospital. I don't even know if he called her right away. Like there seems to be some kind of miscommunication anger in that situation that I can't quite remember, but I just remember there being this, you know, between them, some sort of a kind of a fight about something like whether or not he told her right away or not, or whether or not because we what, only called after. Yeah. It's fuzzy to me too, because he left with you and that was right. our only mode of transportation. So yeah. I'm not quite sure how we got home because we didn't go with you guys to the hospital. Right. Uh, dad right. had gone with you to the hospital. So I, I'm trying to did remember that if it family was... drive you guys. That's what I'm thinking. I and think did they drop them you off like at me the with house? with our stepmom like explaining? I think it was something along those lines. Or they called like Nana and Papa and they came to get us. Right. It was one of those, and I think maybe that's what the whole like kerfuffle was about. Was maybe. that she didn't know, and then all of a sudden we were being brought home, and it unexpectedly like maybe she was out. That could be another thing. Like, I think she had maybe had a dinner with friends or something. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. I think I just remember it not being like a very pleasant situation between them because it happened on dad's watch. I mean, let's be honest here. There were lots of moments where our parents, they got divorced for a reason. Uh-huh. And so there was many moments when one or the other called the other like kind of incompetent, like alluded to the fact that they thought the other one was incompetent. Yes. And that's fine because parents who disagree and are divorced and argue still to this day mm-hmm. and who never get along in their lives, that's what parents do, right? They always think the other one is incompetent. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just a normal fact of divorce in a messy divorce is usually yes. the, you know. Fact. Well, it's funny because we both have scars on our face, but they're yes. in different places. You have the one on your forehead, but I have one that is between my nose and my lips. You know that little that little space that's there. I have a scar, perfectly placed actually, right in the middle there, going um, down like lengthwise, not widthwise. And that was from a very creative idea I had because I was going <laughs> skating with my my friend and. In our neighborhood, there was lots of parks to play with. We had a park mm-hmm. at the bottom of the hill. We had a park at the top of the hill. We had a park just like on the other side of the park. We had another park. <laughs> we had a like, park on the other the... side of the park. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did, yeah. We actually did. This is an yeah. accurate depiction of parks in our yes. area because we had so many. And then there was one, and I'm talking about our main park where yes. – most things happen and there was a school that you went to right. and that's My where school. I um, got lost. Just most events happened in this one park just because it was yeah. the closest Half one. Half of our podcast stories happen at this one park where I went to school. Yeah. Yes. So I was walking to a park that was off the right-hand side of the park, like just a few <laughs> blocks down the street away from our park. Yeah. And I, just, I was going to go skating with my friend, but I wanted to be cool And I didn't want to put my skates in a backpack. And that was something that we always did with our skates. We always put them in a backpack. We were not allowed to travel with our skates freely. They always had to be in a safe bag. Right. In containment. Or on skate guards or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. But this was the thing. I had skate guards on my skates. So I was like, oh, I can definitely pitch this idea to mom that I can throw the laces of the skates over my shoulders (laughs) and carry them so cool, Mm -hmm. like, out of the house and... And I'm not going far, so she can't say no. Right. 
So I have these skates over my shoulder. I go to mom, but she's on the phone. She's talking to a friend or to Nan or something. And I'm, I'm pitching this idea to her of how responsible I am at my age of like eight years old that I can walk through the park with my skates. Mm-hmm. And she's like, mm, I don't know. Mom, don't worry. I'll be safe. Are you sure? Yes, I'm not going far. Okay, okay. But she was distracted. She's like, okay, fine. She had never said yes to this ever. I had already right. pitched this idea a million times. She always said no. But because I got her in the perfect time when she was distracted, she said yes. <laughs> so I leave. I'm on the way to the park. I get to the park, but to get to the other park, I have to cross the skating rink at this said park. Mm -hmm. So I start walking across the skating rink, and what happens is I slip, and and this is the part that gets, like, kind of hairy. The skate came up and cut me right between my lip and my nose, and I fell back on my head, like, super hard. I might have even like have been passed out for a couple minutes because I fell hard. Oh like gosh. I slipped. Yeah. And I remember waking up and I had these pale violet mittens that had snowflakes on them. Yep. And I just touched my face. And when I pulled it away, half the mitten was covered in blood. Oh my God. And I was like, oh, like I'm bleeding somewhere, but I couldn't figure out where. Like it hurt on my lip and my nose, but I yeah. couldn't really figure out that it was in between them. Yeah. So I'm touching and I'm getting blood all over my mittens. And I pick up my skates and I see one of our neighbors like sliding down the hill that was really close to the skating rink. Yeah. And it was the ones who lived right beside us, but they spoke French. And at the time, I wasn't fully bilingual. So she was trying to have a conversation with me about the fact that she just saw me fall. And I'm speaking in broken French, being like, what happened to me? Kiss qui a passé? Like, what? Like, I didn't even understand what I was saying. Yeah. So then I run home. <laughs> <laughs> or like you used to do, ba-boo-blee-ba-blue, when you thought you were speaking French. French. Oh, yeah. terrible. And so I walk home and I get in the door and mom's face was priceless. It was almost as if she knew that saying yes, but she still said it was going to result in this accident. So I walk in and she's like, oh my goodness. And I'm trying to talk to her. But what's happening is every time I talk, the gap of the cut is talking with me. (laughs) So she's telling me to stop talking because... It's, it's going to make it worse. She thought it was going to tear it more. Mm-hmm. So we ended up going down the hill to the mall because there was a clinic in that mall. Mm-hmm. I remember it stinging. Like it almost felt like, you know, when you see Harry Potter and his like scar like stings <laughs> on his forehead. That's yeah. the, the sensation. Like whenever I see that imagery, that's the sensation I picture because it was like the stinging feeling. Mm-hmm. And they ended up freezing uh, my lip. And I only had like, I think I had two or three stitches. It was, it's not a big cut. It was no, very minor. Not a big space. And it was one of my friends from school. Her dad worked in that clinic. So he was like talking me up and whatever. But the worst part about it was, was then I had these two stitches in between my nose and my lips. And it was a week that I had these stitches. And every time I went to class, everybody laughed at me. And I was so embarrassed. No. But, <laughs> but mom... Poor mom. She even talks about it to this day. She's like, the one time I let you leave without your backpack, the one time Mm -hmm. I let my guard down is when you get hurt. I cannot believe it. Well, I think like all of us have had like stitches or glue at some point. But none of us have ever had broken bones. No, it's true. We haven't. Um, Like we've had fractures to our ankles. Yeah. But never a broken bone. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, even Gregory, 
ran and he ran into a door and needed stitches or glue or something like that. Um, cracked open his forehead. Yeah, I think uh, (laughs) maybe we should be concerned about the fact that all of our heads have been bashed in at some (laughs) point. Um, But actually, I don't think Lizzie has any stories of hitting her head, so she's safe. She'll be the smart one. She'll carry us all. (laughs) Yes, there we go. Yeah. She is the one most of sound mind. I I don't know if you have any more stories to share, SARS. Unless you want to talk about the time you had a little bit of a tobogganing accident. But for me, I don't remember as much as you do. You seem to gain a lot more um, hilarity from the story than I do. (laughs) Okay, so you're going to let me tell it? Yeah, go for it. Nice. I love this story. Um, I mostly love this story because, let's just say from the top, that Mars was not injured in any way. Although, at the time, I may have thought that she had been decapitated so i mean that's i mean that sounds harsh but when i tell the story i wish you guys could all see it i wish i could play it from my memory like a video in a video (laughs) we were tobogganing in the winter at this uh park near the river and the park of all the parks (laughs) the park with the parks parks. yes and it was just like, it's a pretty good hill. It's not that big of a hill now that we're older, but it's a pretty good hill. And our dad was, you know, pushing us down on our various things. And Mars had this moment where I think she was like, I'm going to do this independently and get on I was this, off-roading. Um, crazy carpet, I think, right? Yeah. And if if any of you don't know what a crazy carpet is, it's basically just a thin sheet of very slippery plastic with two handles in the front piece of it, like it's a rectangular shape, and you sit on it and pull up the front of it with the handles over your legs so that you can slide down the hill and so that you're aerodynamic. (laughs) And it works very well. You go very fast and there's no way to stop. And it's terrifying and exhilarating and it's great. So Mars gets on this crazy carpet, tries to push herself off the hill. But all I saw was when I turned around is that she started veering in a direction she shouldn't have. Well, well, to interrupt, I had already started in that direction and dad had told me not to go in that direction. And I defied him and was like, I can do this and decides to do it anyways. (laughs) Of course. And at the bottom of that part of the hill, was a play structure that a very old play structure that was made of metal entirely. And it had this metal slide that didn't go all the way to the ground. It was like supported by metal beams. Mm-hmm. And the idea was that when you got to the bottom of the slide, you could just stand up like you were far enough from the ground that you could just kind of put your legs down and stand up rather than the slide go all the way to the ground like they do now. There was like a gap underneath it. And so here Mars goes. She pushes herself off and I turn around just in time to watch her smack her face into this slide. So I thought. And the slide made this like sound, this awful giant sound of like (sighs) bong. And it resonated forever. And dad, like I could... I'm just standing there in shock. I really thought like your face was gone at this point. Dad was like, (gasps) and ran over and had to, we had to like pull you out from under the slide, you know, on the crazy carpet. And you were fine. Nothing. I don't even know where you hit. 
because <laughs> you were like alive and well, no blood, no injury, really. Uh-huh. It's just this like circumstance where I don't know if your boot caught the edge of it to make that sound or what. I we none of us know what part of you hit that slide. Do I don't you remember? Know either. To be honest, like I just remember going down and then just waking up and you're all above me, <laughs> looking at me. So like, and I was just you might have there. hit your head, but hey, nothing up? happened to you, and something should have happened to you, but it didn't, I'm, and it I'm was very loud. I mean, it was kind of a miracle moment, but yeah, I I do remember that, and I remember when we told mom about that, she was angry as well, and I remember trying to explain to her, but dad told her not to do it. You know, yeah. and yeah. I don't know if she like if she was angry at you or if she was angry at him. I just remember her being like, angry. oh, my God, you guys and your faces and heads. Man, so, that would be a fantastic thing to have on TikTok. So that's that's my last story. That's the one I like to tell. It's fun because you weren't actually injured. And so it doesn't I can actually laugh about it. And, it's you know, exactly it's comical in a way. Oh, I wish we were hurt more so we had more stories for you guys. But I'm sure our listeners, especially ones who find these um, subjects to be kind of touchy, are thankful that this episode is over. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for tuning in with us. This episode was meant to just share a few stories. We only have one more episode left, mm-hmm. and then it will be the end of our season. End of, this, oh. end of the season for the summer, and we aren't sure really what we're going to do over the summer, if we're just going to leave it until the fall or if we're going to write a couple of blog posts or not. Um, Maris and I will talk about it and update you all next time when we do our last episode. Yes. But we are stopping for the summer because it is impossible for us to keep up with recording when it's beautiful outside. And we'll be resuming in the fall. Yes, we will be with new material and different insights on having a divorced family, how it's impacted our lives, and of course, our siblings and our parents. Mm -hmm. And more guests. So as usual, you know that you can like our Facebook page uh, on Facebook, Family Vortex Podcast, and also our Twitter, Family Vortex. We also have our SoundCloud and our iTunes. Please subscribe if you haven't yet and if you've been enjoying our podcast. Mm-hmm. And always you can check us out on our website, www.familyvortex.wordpress.com, where we post all of our blogs and podcasts that we post every week. Thank you for tuning in with us for this hilarious episode of Family Vortex, and we look forward to you listening to us next time. Bye.